This is your Monday Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand, back at it for another week. Patrick Royce will be with me in just a little bit to talk college hockey, to talk Timberwolves a little bit, and uh, some twin season preview stuff. Season starts on Thursday, in case you weren't aware, in case you weren't completely drowning in all of the sports that are happening all at once right now. The uh, the pandemic confluence of sports is is hitting us it's a, it's a beautiful thing in terms of viewing options but in terms of trying to keep track of everything it's actually a little bit dizzying and disorienting I, i'm trying to keep my my head around everything that's happening right now so uh, you know hopefully we'll sort some of this out with patrick and also at the beginning of the show because right now i gotta do uh what did i miss a few things i want to get to in, in this segment right now that, that, that i didn't talk about with patrick first thing Vikings signed two more veterans for their uh, secondary uh, recently. Xavier Woods finally got their safety, and Mackenzie Alexander, old friend, coming back to play cornerback, presumably going to man the slot again. So that's three veterans they've added in the secondary. Also counting Patrick Peterson, uh, the corner, the very good former Pro Bowl corner that they signed earlier in free agency. So what does that tell you? Well, we've, we've been talking about this the whole time. They have done... 95% 95% of their work in free agency has been on the defense, right? They, they've ba- they've barely touched the offense except to cut Riley Reef and, and make a minor trade for offensive lineman Mason Cole. Everything they've done so far has been gearing up to improve a defense that, you know, that Mike Zimmer said was bad last year, and he wasn't wrong. You can see exactly what their strategy is right now, that they want to improve this defense, that they felt like it was the reason they lost last year. And I think in part of it was. I think it was defense and special teams. It told, told the whole story of last season. But just gearing up with these veterans, a lot of them on one-year contracts, short-term contracts, really gearing up to try to, I don't want to say save jobs, but uh, you know, if we're being blunt, that if, you know, if we're not being polite, that's kind of what they're doing. They're, they're trying to get it so they still are here in 2022, even if they don't have a lot of these same players. So we'll see if it works. I think giving Mike Zimmer better defensive players is never going to be a bad strategy, but I still am curious to see what they will do uh, on the offensive line at some point here as well. Second thing I want to get to, Randy Dobnik extension. Five years, about $10 million, could be worth up to about $30 million. Just an interesting extension. First of all, good for Randy Dobnik. Such a, such a cool story, good story. Had a chance to talk to his dad last year for a you know a live video we did while Randy was pitching he was dominant it was when Randy was in Pittsburgh which is he's from that area um so it was really cool to to kind of get to talk to his dad while that was happening and just you know watch watch him pitch and pitch really well so you know he gets some financial security out of this he's not going year to year anymore wondering you know what's my status starts the year in the bullpen this year sixth starter but you can imagine something's going to happen along the way he's had a really good spring so just an interesting contract though for uh, the twins to you know dive in and just commit to him it's not a lot of money it's gets kind of full of upside and you know kind of gives it feels like a win-win in a lot of cases but you just don't see teams necessarily do deals like that with pitchers who haven't you know been more prominent on their roster to give them those five-year deals and kind of buy them out of a little bit of the years where they're under team control so maybe this will be a model for how things work going forward but that's I just thought the the structure of that contract was really interesting and we'll see who it ends up benefiting the most as as time goes on. Last thing you might have missed, U.S. men's soccer fails to qualify for the Olympics for the third consecutive time, losing to Honduras 2-1 to one on Sunday. Um, you know, Jackson Ewell had the only goal. He's a Bloomington native, so you know, good good for him. Good you know good effort there. But they you know they fall behind two nothing. 
can't capitalize on chances. You know, Ewell pulls them within 2-1, but, you know, the last 40 minutes they had a lot of chances to tie, just couldn't get it done. So it's disappointing, right? You know, you've had, you had the, the World Cup, you know, failures that they've had in the U.S. Olympics now three times in a row that they haven't made it. It's, you know, and again, it's the U23 team, so it's not the full squad, but you're missing out on getting these guys the opportunity to play in, you know, pressure situations, things like that. So U.S. soccer's got to figure this things out. Maybe maybe they're going to be on the upswing soon here, but missing the Olympics is just another bad marker for a, a team that's had a lot of struggles lately. So we'll see what they're able to do, you know, once we get towards uh, World Cup qualifying in 2022 and if they're able to pull this thing together with the full senior men's national squad. I'm Nyla Jean Myers, Senior Assistant Sports Editor at the Star Tribune. Thank you for listening to Strip Sports Daily Delivery. This work is made possible by our Star Tribune subscribers. For unlimited access to the articles mentioned in this podcast and our coverage of Minnesota sports from pros to preps, go to startribune.com slash subscribe. Monday on Daily Delivery, Patrick Royce here as he is on most Mondays. Got a lot to talk about with Patrick. College hockey. He's got some fun thoughts on college hockey. You've got some twin stuff to get to as well with the season starting in just a few days. Patrick, welcome. How you doing? Good. Back home. Uh, and I got to tell you, between St. Cloud and the Gophers and Mankato, I watched more hockey last night than I've watched this year, except yeah. I was at the wild opener. <laughs> and uh, it was, it's amazing, uh, you know, when we consider what uh, middle middle eighties uh, Herbie's got him to go to the sort of division one up in St. Cloud. And then yep. it took a while. Mankato was playing down there on the prairie. Mankato played independent basically for, you know, most didn't have a conference for a long, long time. It didn't start playing until 69 and 70 uh, St. Cloud state. When I was at St. Cloud state, I went to it. They had an outdoor rink. They wow. played outdoors, uh, and I went to a couple, three of their games, but Mankato didn't have a program left. They left there in 68. But I did a piece on, you know, 50, you know when Moscow was up there, and they, they kind of redid the arena there, yep. and they did this thing, and I'm not sure when that was, 12 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And, you know, you, you look back at their schedule, Mike. They, some years they played, like, 18, 20 games. Other years they played six because it was a warm winter. <laughs> they, had no they had no ice. They had no ice. St. Cloud didn't have a, a, a yeah. city the side of St. Cloud did not have an outdoor rink, an indoor rink. That's amazing. And, uh, and now they're, uh, you know, Duluth, of course, has always been uh, right. dedicated to the sport. In fact, I've been at it for a thousand years. In my the winter, I was in Duluth. I was a 20-year-old kid starting my career. They were finishing the first arena in 1966, the, the deck the down deck? there. Love the deck. And, and, deck was, and, deck was but, a great but, old hockey arena. But I am very gra- gra- grateful that my season up there was spent at the curling club, the old dump on the, oh, on the lake out there. And when the wind blew and you were in there early, you could hear that wind whistling through that old building <laughs> out on the lake. And that was last year. That was the last year of uh Duluth hockey in the curling club and they moved to the deck after that but uh you know they didn't get the they didn't get to the in the WCHA until 65 66 I think so to have three schools from the northern sun <laughs> going to the 
going to the Frozen Four. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's Best hockey amazing. conference in America, like you texted oh, me. Is. Northern Sun, it baby. Is. Go go get them. Yeah, yeah. Moorhead State, you know, was talking about trying to get it started. I don't think they have the money for it a few years ago. But, uh, you know, the Northern Sun should say, we don't need any of you. We got our own league. Come on, back with you. Augustana, they got money. Let's get Augustana. Let's get a hockey league going here in the Northern Sun. Bemidji State's, uh, Bemidji State's Northern Sun too, right? They 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 made yeah, yeah right yeah they were in the could, final eight. Sure. It could have been an all <laughs> it could have been an all northern could have been an all northern Sun <laughs> from four could have been. Yeah, it would be. I think it would have been. It would be. But you know, I like Moscow a lot. I know him from St. Cloud, and, and he's a really good guy. But man, what a butt kicking last night! It was just no, you know, it was just like that second goal was the killer when they yeah. you know, let the guy go around the net and stuff it in and. Uh, and uh, there's, you know, there's two gophers standing there looking at him coming around the side. And uh, didn't, didn't you have a feel? I mean, I had a feeling, and this is not from any expertise in college hockey, but I'd been down there. And I, ha- I, I had the impression, because for four or five years, Mankato's, you know, we don't know it because they're playing in that second class league. But the uh, Mankato's had a wonderful program with great players and, and goaltending. You, you got the impression if they ever won one in the tournament that they'd re- really be tough to beat. And, you know, they're down to Quinnipiac 2-0 after one period the other night. And you're saying, oh, my God, they're going to choke it again. And once they won and came back and won that game, I think you're seeing a, a less pressure-filled team playing. And they got the great goalie, too. I mean, but you think this kid had much choice in life when he was born and they named him Dryden? I know what, I saw, that, saw as, as to what position he was going to play. <laughs> no, the old man was the was, old man was a goalie, but you know you can't be Dryden and be a a, a, a fancy skating yeah. left wing or yeah. something. No, he so. his he, his fate was sealed. And yes, I had the exact same I had the exact same thought. So when I was going through the the brackets, you know, the college hockey, I was like, you know, I I I liked. In, this, in certain regard, I didn't think the Gophers' path was all that bad, and then they showed against Omaha that you know they were definitely yeah. the, the class of that game. But the thing I hadn't taken into account was, you know, um, you know, Mankato, like you said, like they they had the the history where they just couldn't get past that that first round. They had great teams, and you know, they, probably their best team was a year ago, and the tournament gets yes. canceled. So what? Yeah, once you, you you factor in that, but what happens is, you know, again, by the time they're going to get to the Gophers if they were going to play Mankato, it was going to be after that dam had broken and man, it, it sure did last night. They just, I mean, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a blitz. It wasn't like one of those games where they were just like just scoring no. left and right or no, but, skating up and down, but they, they couldn't get anything going. They had nine shots after two periods. They just, there yeah. was nothing to it. Yeah. Matsko, I saw a piece this morning said, you know, Mankato has this reputation and jumping on people, you know, scoring or grinding it out, getting the early lead. And then they're, possible to beat and he said we had to do something the first period and, and they didn't show up the amazing thing about hockey and i'm certainly not a not a guy who spends a lot of time watching it but in those situations uh uh when you give up the first one all of a sudden the the, the how the pressure sh- shifts I, the, oh, yeah. the example the example i always use is lately is is tampa bay I, I went. I went down. I, would, I was down there in Florida and did a bunch of pieces on that team they I remember had. That. Yeah. In like 2008, it was 1819, right? No, yeah. no. Who won? The, they they won the cup. Yeah, 1819. Yeah. They were 
unbelievable. They had the incredible points. They scored 50 more goals than anybody. They're, they're starting the playoffs. They're playing Columbus and the, and the personable torts. And uh, they, they're up 3-0 in the first period. They lose that game. They choke like dogs. And they, they get swept in four games. And then they come back last year, you know, in the, in the bubble. Yeah. And they win it when they're not nearly as good. They're right. Not, they're not nearly as good as they were. And it's, 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 it's so random and there's so much more pressure in it once you need a goal. Yeah. And it's like, well, you take hockey, which has got a ran, an element of randomness already. Just any, any game, like you said, that's got so, so little scoring, you know, the, the goals become precious. Then you make it a single elimination tournament and it's, yes, it's the right. most random. I mean, usually, you know, college hockey, oftentimes, usually it is one of the best teams that, that ends up winning anyway, just because, you know, they're, they show their class and it does happen. Yeah. But there is a certain element of randomness to that tournament. That's undeniable. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. And did you watch St. Cloud and Boston college? It was the same thing. It was, a, you know, they lose their best player, this Bredzinski and, uh, and he gets hurt and they're down one, nothing. And then they get three and yep. they just knock the hell out of them. And BC has all these Matt Boldy and all right. these other, uh, other high draft choices. And they, you know, they came to play artful, yep. beautiful hockey, and St. Cloud came to run them into the boards, yep. you know. And uh, and they, uh, you know, they beat them. So it is a, it is random. I've always wondered one thing about hockey, though, is I know they do it during the regular season, but you play on Friday night or Saturday. In this case, Saturday, you play on Saturday, and then you come right back and play Sunday. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, why not give everybody a day off after a game? Especially, you know, what what would have happened if if North Dakota or uh, Duluth UMD had to play after playing five overtime right. the next day, it would have been stupid. So anyway, but Hey, yeah. it's a, it's the, uh, it's the Northern sun, uh, frozen four. Northern sun, frozen four. They should have, you know, all these Sioux Falls is near the capital of the Northern sun. They should have moved the, they should have moved the frozen four to uh, Sioux Falls. <laughs> 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 they got a nice hockey arena down there. Sure. Pittsburgh, they could have it next year. Yeah, I love it. Patrick, let's talk twins for a bit too, because season starts Thursday. You were down there for quite a while. I know you're back in, in Minnesota now, but you know what? You see the Dobnak extension, which is interesting. You see, yes. you know, just it's an interesting team. Here's, this year. here's, here's, uh, I saw them early, you know, I, I was down there from the second exhibition year. They saw their second from there. And I liked a lot of stuff early. Uh, and I like Maeda looked great. Maeda and Brios looked great early, and now he has looks so good. At the deal is, I wanted to see. You know, I know it's no big deal as far as you know. You, you can turn it around Thursday, a guy like Kepler, but they did not swing the bats worth mm. a damn. No, and and you got to remember, last year they didn't hit. They didn't hit really. It was pitching that allowed them yeah. to win their division and to get into the playoffs. And then they got in the playoffs and they didn't hit. Right. And and not against first class, high class pitching. I mean, Houston didn't come at you with Garrett Cole last year, yeah. and uh, and Verlander, and yeah, too, yeah. And then nobody hit. I mean, Snell looks terrible. Kepler is, you know. Had had a hit on March first, and he didn't have his next one until he got a bloop, uh, bloop on uh, Saturday, right? Bloop, yeah. Bloop on Saturday. So 
you know, I, I he's not hitting. Uh, Simmons is your big add-on at great shortstop. Yeah. His hands are unbelievable. But he's a not an offensive player. No. Uh, you know, Garber had a had a bad year last year. He looked real good early, but he hasn't looked that good lately. Jeffers is something's wrong with him. I don't think we've ever reported it, but he didn't play for like three, four days. Huh. And you know, he's not hitting left field. They Kirloff, I mean, one of the big hopes was Kirloff and you know, having to have the big spring. And I, I don't think they would have if if he would have had the big spring and hadn't given him an excuse, I think they would have kept him and have him in left field. Right. I don't think they're I don't think they're that worried about two thousand twenty seven right free agency or something. But he didn't you know, he didn't look that he did one home run to center field. He almost knocked down the batter's eye, but uh beyond that he never really never really looked good into it the plate. I'm I am uh, really worried about them hitting wise uh, from what I saw this spring. Because you know Sonoma had a home run the other night. It was the other afternoon it was like seven hundred feet, but it was like a a, a ninety one mile hour fastball down the middle of the plate. Right. He can hit a bad he can hit a bad breaking ball. But if you got a fastball with any giddy up and you throw it above his big tummy, he got he's got no chance. I did a thing on his trouble hitting the fastball. Yeah. And somebody sent me a stat that last year on the high fastball when he had two strikes uh and and he and he swung at it yeah he struck out 100 percent of the time <laughs> 100 yeah. now he you, you know, miss he, what he had he had four walks all year you miss 100 percent of the swings you don't take and the swings you do take in some cases <laughs> yes. right yeah i i mean man you know i watched him play first base last year for only 60 games right and he wasn't good but he didn't look bad, but down there, honest to God, he looked like a goalie. Everything he, he couldn't move to his right because he's big again. He's not not like three ten like he was at one time, but he's in his two eighties. Yeah. He looked, you know, he looked really good physically in spring training last year, and then when he came back and in June or July, he packed some of it back on. And uh, but he's. God, he's looked awful at first base, if you ask me. So who and, looks so who looks good then? You just went through like six positions. So I, Donaldson, I love Donaldson. Yeah. And I think he's good. And uh if he but then again, can he play? And Polanco, yeah. uh, I think Polanco can hit. He's fine. And Buxton's, yeah, let if they play a hundred, if they can get 135 games out of Buxton, right, they'll be okay because this guy's they're 20% better when yep. he plays. Because he makes, you know, he makes the fielding, he, ma- he makes you from a minus team to a plus. Him and Simmons, if he's playing, all of a sudden they're a, a B, a B defensive team, fielding team, rather than a C minus. And if, if Buxton plays. And, uh, I, I mean, and he looks good. He, he looks okay at the plate, too. I, I think he's a. You know, he's, he's probably the key is whether you do offensively. Uh, pitching wise, I don't know. J.A. J.A. Happ, yeah, I watched him pitch the other day, and the fact he didn't get hit in the head again when a line drive was a miracle. I mean, it was Rocket City. Pineda looked great early, and then he didn't pitch that well later. Uh, We're just working. They're still, just working on things, Patrick. They just work. Don't worry yeah, about they results. Keep, <clears throat> they keep telling us. But, 
I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's the, the, the potential is there to be pretty damn good, but they're going to have to swing the end bats a little bit. They're going to yeah. have to, you know, Nelly Cruz is going to have to be good again. And uh, Donaldson is Donaldson's going to be their best player. I think if he's healthy, uh, he's something to watch, man. He's uh, 35 now, but he's still got the bat speed. And, uh, and uh, he takes hitting seriously. I'll tell you that. Plus he's a very good third baseman. So I don't know. I'd say, you know, that it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. It could go well, either way. And you know what? That's a great, it, there's the Dodgers and the Yankees as far as finances and everything. Yeah. And now, you know, San Diego, but with every, with everybody else, it's, yeah, it could go either way. <laughs> you know, pretty they're much, optimistic. Yeah. They're Stay healthy. Can you hit? <clears throat> but, Are you ready you for know, the second coming of the dead ball era? You know, that is really stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Your big your big problem is hitting, right? Mm-hmm. Your biggest problem with baseball is the pitching is becoming more and more and more dominant because they use more pitchers, throwing better stuff, and a guy like Sano will never see a pitcher for the third time if if it's a RBI situation. You know, he'll see a guy twice, and by the if he comes up in the fifth inning, he's never going to see a starter if it's an RBI situation. They've made it harder and harder. The other thing is, Mike, and, uh, analytics, whatever you want to call it, help the pitchers five times more than they help the hitters. Yeah. You know, everything is made to make the pitcher better. But the hit, you can't, you know, the hitter, you still got to do the hardest thing there is in sports, which is to hit a moving object. And, and as pitching is becoming more dominant, these idiots decided to deaden the baseball. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah. Manfred is, you know, Manfred's got one, one small, small problem. He hates baseball. <laughs> That's his problem. He hates baseball. You know, I was, I happened to turn on TV the other day and they were having one of the Ken Burns pieces. I think it was the first one, the introductory one. And, you know, you had all these, you know, Billy Crystal and all these other guys given this romantic view of baseball manfred should sit down and watch that (laughs) he should patrick let's talk quick about the twit that i gotta talk nba with you quick because it's the thibs revenge game on on uh wednesday we've come full circles i think the first time you were on this podcast it was because they were gonna they were were gonna play the Knicks sunday night we were gonna talk all about thibs and then ryan got fired like five minutes after that game yeah yeah so we got the Knicks game on on wednesday here at target center but first uh they got to play the nets uh, to, uh, tonight, oh, who they're in Brooklyn too, right? In Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. and they and the Nets keep adding people in the buyout. Yeah, they got they got Blake so Griffin, stupid. they got Aldridge, no, uh, they, they already got Harden. Harden. I mean, what's that? Doesn't yeah? Doesn't Adam Silver look and they got to do something about these buyouts? It's, it's if, the weirdest. If, like, if, how, how if, does it not? If, yeah. if if a team lets a guy go, it's got to count against you. Yes. It's got to be dead money against your cap. Yes. You got to be starting. It should. You got to be, you know, you can't get him for a million dollars. It's got to, you got to at least pay the escrow on the 20 million that he was making. Right. I mean, you can't do that. You can't allow these players to say, Hey, I wanna, we stink. We want to lose more. And, and the player said, okay, give me all my money and then let me go play where I want to. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's, yeah. It's it doesn't idiotic. make any sense. No, it's not. 
It, it does not make any sense. But I don't think the NBA cares about these all-star teams, do they? Do no. They? I think they He's care putting, about personalities. They care about they're selling all the you know top. No, they, if, if, if if more if more great players assemble someplace, it's eventually as the playoffs go on, it'll be good for the TV numbers, and that's all they care about. They don't care about us poor saps in twenty four other markets who have no chance. It's the no chance. This team, you know, I got no chance. I'm seventy five years. Oh, I would have to outlive Sid to see this team win any games, the, to, to be a contender to win a title. This, the NBA is just, there's, there's no drama. No. You know, there's no drama until uh, you get to the semifinals. Until you get to the conference finals, there's no drama. Oh. It's, uh, it's oh. just Wolves are starting to get their super team back, though, Patrick, because Beasley's back now, baby, and then Russell's yeah, coming so back soon. That's your super team right there. Yeah, it is. Well, anyway, Tibbs, uh, yeah. I, I got excited. That, you know, I, I, I love I love Tibbs because he's just he's a grumpy old SOB who cares about nothing but basketball and winning tonight's game. Yeah. Tonight's game. All that matters tonight's game. And so I saw that he beat the Bucs, and I said, wow, Tibbs went into Milwaukee and beat the Bucs. Well, Giannis and Middleton didn't play, so yeah. that might have something to yeah. do with it. So he's got anyway. them going okay, though. He's got the next going. Well, he got right. his play. He's got his guards back. You know, he had he had yep. no point guards. He had no point guards, and, and I see they finally let Austin Rivers go, who, who, uh, who then went someplace and got caught immediately. Right. But did you see that he had no point guards? He was down. Rose was yeah. out. The starter Peyton was out. The kid quickly was out. So he had this Nitlinka or whatever his name is, who he doesn't like anyway, playing. And then it kept saying Austin Rivers, personal reasons. The personal <laughs> reasons being, I hate dips. That was the personal reason. So, That's hilarious. But they're going to, they're, I think they're fifth in the yeah. standings. And they just had a tough schedule period, but they yep. still aren't very good. But yeah, that'll be fun. Too bad. Too bad it isn't April after April fifth where Let's we get the fans back in there. I know people in there so they could taunt Tibbs and and uh, and he probably wouldn't even hear them. You know, no, because he's, he's too busy so yelling at his fellas. So, but yeah, it what a I don't think in the history of Minnesota we've ever seen anything like this going on right now because of the confluence of of all sports delayed by the pandemic. Right. We got the ice. We got the high school tournaments being played. And, you know, we're trying to. Uh, meanwhile, the poor star star, star trombone is trying to put out a sports section remotely. Yeah, it's uh, it's alive. Yeah, they are. Well, <clears throat> see how they do. See how the wolves do uh, tonight and Wednesday. Don't don't hold your breath. I will say, I did a thing with uh with Chris Finch, the new coach on the podcast last week. He's, he was really good, and he he's got a, he's like a coach. A tight, He's got a tiny sliver of Tibbs in him. Not not the grumpiness, but the kind of let's let's go win this game. Let's you know I'm, I'm going to sit yeah. the rookie if he's not playing. Let's 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 get the guys out here who can play this game. I like Ryan, but uh, you know this is this guy's a, a, a true coach, I think, and that, and that should help uh, eventually. And uh, you know, I mean, the, the the comparison between Ryan and Patino is uh, is pretty hard to mistake as far. It's, it's pretty hard to miss yeah. as far as how prepared they were when they got the job. Patino's having fun with the idea that he couldn't recruit his taunting fans. 
Somebody said he had a tweet about he taught him, taught Ben Johnson everything he knew about recruiting. <laughs> oh man, something like that. that. I'll so, have to look at yeah. that. Meanwhile, Richard, he's making a million bucks more than you are in New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting one point nine, and Petito got nine. By the way, I guess we haven't found out how much the buyout they had to give no. him. No, I haven't. They seen gave, it they gave some of it. I'm sure they, they'd like to keep that quiet. I'm sure. All right. Patrick, all right, play Patrick, ball. All right, sir. Play ball or puck or whatever it is, because it's all going on right now. <laughs> all right, Patrick, take care. We'll see you. All right, see you. Bye. Let's end things with the cooler. Fox Sports North becoming Bally's Sports North later this week. What does that mean for you exactly, the 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 viewer, the listener, as it were, right now? Um, I'm not exactly sure, but um, little treat coming on Tuesday's show. Mike Diamond key executive for Fox Sports North now to become Bally Sports North will hopefully help answer that question, maybe get into a little bit of, you know, some of the the the, the questions you guys have had about, you know, streaming, things like that. So look for that on uh, look for that on Tuesday's show along with Randy Johnson. We'll hop on and talk a little bit more college hockey. Three teams in the Frozen Four from Minnesota, none of them, however, being the Gophers. Thanks for listening today. Great stuff uh, from Patrick Royce as usual. Be back at it tomorrow, like I said. Sarah McClellan later this week. Talk some twins later this week as well. Thanks for listening to Daily Delivery, and we'll catch you again on Tuesday. (laughs) 